and remind me of a scripture where David says, he says, I would have fainted. I would have gave up. I would have passed out. But I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Is there anybody that still believes? Is there anybody that still has an expectation on the table? Give God some praise. He's not through blessing you yet. Hallelujah. Glory. Newsflash. I, I think I'm almost through with this series. Somebody said, how you know? Well, he has, God has already dropped in my spirit the next series. And he's showing me how to end this series. So I can't tell you when, I just say, it's been it's soon. <laughs> some saying dag, some saying yeah. So we will do what God leads us to do. Hallelujah. Summer 25, finding yourself in Christ. Today I want to deal with the truth that we are marked, sealed, and loved in Christ. Turn, turn, turn to your neighbor and say, I got a mark on me. In fact, I'm sealed. I'm sealed. And there's nothing that the devil can do about it. And I'm in his love. That's something to shout about. Hallelujah. Regardless of how you may feel or what you're going through, these truths, if you're in Christ Jesus, cannot be changed. Can I share with you that we don't always feel saved? <laughs> in fact, if we're really truthful about we don't always act saved. Matter of fact, the devil, if you let him talk to you, he would tell you that you're not saved. But scripture in Ephesians 1, God lets us know that if you truly have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, you are marked, you are sealed, and you are loved. All in Christ Jesus. You know, you know, you know, in Christ is so important because you realize you have nothing to do with it. You can't keep yourself, you can't seal yourself, you can't mark yourself. Matter of fact, you can't do nothing to make God love you more because his love is already maxed out on you. And as we struggle in life, you got to know this. This has to be deep down in your know that you know that you know that you know because things will happen in your life that will tell you the opposite of this truth. Who's not struggling? Who has not 
three years. And I can't promise you that the world is going to get better. In fact, it's going to get worse. So we cannot use as our frame of reference what we feel, what we think, what we're going through, how anybody treats us. The only sure thing we have is the character of a God that will always do what he said he's going to do. Oh, I need to get more claps than that. His word is true. His character is true. God will do exactly what he said he's going to do. We find the foundation of whose we are and who we are in Christ in Ephesians chapter 1. And if, and if you don't find it in Christ, you don't find it. And if you go by your feelings, you messed up. The devil will use the people close to you to mess up your thinking. So you better know that your reference point of who you are and how high you can go is in Christ and Christ only. You, you got to constantly let go of some stuff. You got to constantly let go of some people. You got to constantly begin to, to stretch out and say, I'm not what they say I am. I am who? God says I am. Because of Christ Jesus, everything about me is new. Hallelujah. Listen, it's in my spirit. Not my flesh, it's in my spirit. And if I, if I tap into my spirit, you don't know who I am. But I think I don't know who I am. <laughs> but, but I'm becoming who I am. As we learn to walk in the spirit, the manifestation of who we are is showing up on the outside. Let me, let me read our text. I, I know somebody said you haven't started preaching. I sure have. <laughs> Ephesians 1, 3 through 9. And it reads as such. Well, they started at one. I guess I started at one. That sounds like a good place to start. Okay. May blessings, praise, adulation, eulogy be to the Father, God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And watch this. In every epistle, these two are put together because what is telling us? God the Father is God and the Lord Jesus Christ is God. They are two parts of the Godhead. 
It does not make Jesus lesser, but it's the title and the function he did for our salvation. So, so when he starts off, he said, to the God, and I said, and Father, to the God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Understand when you read this in text, what it's actually saying. The importance of it. Who has blessed us in Christ Jesus with every, right now, every spiritual, given by the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, blessing in the heavenly realm. To, to, to tell your neighbor, I'm rich already. My spiritual account is on full. Let's go on. Even as in his love, he told us, actually picked us out for himself as his own in Christ. Watch Before the foundation of the world, before he started in Genesis 1, God already picked you out. <laughs> we were, that we should be holy, consecrated, set apart. Listen, for him, by him. By him, for him. And in his sight, be blameless in his sight, even, be, be, even above reproach, before him in love. When you covered, you're covered. So I'm talking to you this, I'm covered. Oh, I'm covered. What's this? I'm so glad I'm covered. He, for he foreordained us, destined us, planned in planned love for us to be adopted. His child has his spirit, has his spiritual DNA actually inside of us. And that's why you can't lose it because what he did can't be undone. The question is, did he really do it? Have you really accepted him? Because this is so tremendous. It's like a child can't be unborn once it's born. If you are really born of the spirit, it cannot be undone. Amen. We are his children through Christ Jesus in accordance with the purpose of his will because it, it pleased him and it was his kind intent. You can sit down. Amen. I read on. Somebody said, thank you for letting us sit down, Pastor. <laughs> That's someone that got six-inch heels on. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so that we might be to the praise. Listen, listen what it's all about. To the praise of his glory. Watch this. He said, I did it so that you would praise me. And, and I'm using you so that others will see it and praise me. Amen. Listen to what he's saying so that nobody will misunderstand. He said, I want to be so good to you that it blows your mind. I want you to see me that you stand in awe of me. I didn't need you, but I was so good in myself that I decided to share my goodness with you. 
constantly is trying to move idols out of us. So we can see him. And if we don't see him, it's our fault. Talking to someone, they were, they were, they were there. I thought they were saved. I thought they, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought, but, but they started saying, uh, bad teeth, they started saying, well, uh, Christ is no more than Buddha or Muhammad. You know what my, you know my, you know my return was? You don't see him. Oh, yes, I do. I said, no, because if you did, you would not compare him to nobody else. Because when you see him, you recognize ain't nobody like my Jesus. Ain't nobody like my Jesus. Let me hurry, let me hurry, let me hurry. Next verse, next verse, next. If you don't have it, it's okay, I'm going on anyway. In him we have redemption, deliverance. Salvation just don't mean that I'm going to heaven. But salvation means that the kingdom of Satan has to take his hands off of you. It means that the devil has no more, he can't make you do it. It means that as our faith increase in who we are in him, stuff falls off. It means that, that deliverance is already in us, we just got to walk in it. I don't care what it is. The power of God is strong enough that your spirit will rise up and your flesh will sit down and shut up. Tell to your neighbor, my deliverance is in my spirit. Tap into it. Tap into it. See, I've been forgiven all my offenses, shortcomings, trespasses, in accordance with his rich, injurious grace and flavor. Your past, present, and future has already been taken care of. What's that? Which he, what's that? He said the favor that he has for us has already lavishly been, been placed upon us with every wisdom and understanding and practical insight. You know what God is saying? He said, I, I want you to keep walking with me so I can keep showing you what I have done. It's not that I have to do more, you have to see more. It's not that I have to make another move. You just need to come up a little bit higher than me. <laughs> Making known unto us the mystery, the secret of his will, his plan, his purpose, in accordance to his good pleasure, his, his, his merciful intention, which he has previously purposed and set forth in him, that's, that's in Christ. Let's stop there. I was thinking about, Lord, this is a lot. 
How do we understand this? I, I've been dealing with Ephesians for years. At one point, I had to quit reading it because I really wasn't reading it. I was already moving ahead of what I was seeing because I knew it so well. So it was bypassing me, and I had to get away from it, then come back to it. Sometimes things become so familiar <laughs> that, that we miss how precious. Sometimes you don't know what you have till it's gone. <laughs> I said, Lord, 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 show me. And the Lord showed me Isaiah 43. Well, 43 is really talking about the children of Israel. But wait a minute. The children of Israel was chosen. We're chosen. The children of Israel was set apart. We set apart. The children of Israel was to be his witness. We are his witness. And, and what God showed me is just like in the book of Joshua is a parallel journey. To us as Christians today, Isaiah 43 is a parallel of God's intent and purpose, not just for them, but the truths carry over to us. Let's read it. Let me show you. So now, in spite of your past judgment of Israel, judgment and sins of us, the Lord said, who created you, O Jacob, who created you, O church, he who formed you, O Israel, who formed you, O church, fear not, because I have redeemed you. I have ransomed you by paying a price instead of leaving you in captivity. Did you know that's true for each one of us? The price that he paid was himself was his life. He said, I, I did not choose to keep you in Satan's control, but I took you out. Let me explain this. The reason we have trouble walking in more freedom is our thinking. It's not that we don't have the power, it's not that we don't have the spirit, but, but as a man thinketh, as a woman thinketh, so are they. That's why continuously throughout the New Testament, it says, renew your mind. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get here. Our part of walking in freedom is to change our thinking. It's to agree what God says. I said this last week, I'm going to say, God is not asking us our opinion. He wants us to walk in his truth. Now, my spirit has been changed, but unless there is an agreement with my mind and what God has done in his word, I can't activate the power to walk in the freedom he has given us. Which means that the word of God, even when I don't understand it, is speaking to my spirit. And if I keep on reading the word of God, sooner or later, something's going to go pop. How many of you, you're different than what you used to be because reading the word of God, something went pop. 
word falling off of you, the more you prayed and got in his word that what you used to be, you don't even think about that no more. Because something went hard. Let's go on. He said, I paid a price for you. He said, I have called you by your name. He said, I called you by everything you are. Not just my name, Tracy, not just whatever your name is, but, but he said, I called you by the essence of who you are. I called not some of you, I called all of who you are to me. Watch this, in me. In me. Next verse. Hold on, hold on. I, I, I missed the most important. He said, you mine. Listen, I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what nobody else says. I, I, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I don't care what life throws at you. You're God. You know what I said? You know, you know what he said? You're mine. You know what that's saying? I got my name on you. Now watch this. Answer. This is important. He said, you pass through the waters. I will be with you. You pass through the rivers. You will not be overwhelmed. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt or scorched, nor will you, or nor will the flames kindle upon you. Now watch this. It could just as well say, Israel, when you walk through the fire. Israel, when you walk through the flood. Didn't I do it? Yeah. Let me explain what's happening here. God does not ask us about us to testify what we haven't been through. He takes you through something, show you that it was him to give you your own testimony. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't have to tell people your story. You know why? I got my own story. Amen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And he keeps updating the story. So I, I was on my phone, someone called me, I was trying to call him back. And I saw something that said, update. I said, what that means? So I clicked on it, and a better picture came up of them. I said, oh. They update from the old to the new. Is anybody got an update in their testimony? Is anybody got an update in their witness? Because what God did in the past, he's done something lately that has blown your mind even more. When you are walking with him, God keeps showing himself. God keeps doing it even better. God is doing a new thing. Oh, yes, he is. God should be doing a new thing in you. And if you walk with him, he'll show you more. He'll tell you more. He keeps on updating what you know. If that's not happening, then maybe it's because we're not walking with him. You can be a Christian and stuck. 
stuck. Thank God you don't have to stay stuck. Sometimes God got to give us a little bit of a fire to get unstuck. All trouble ain't bad trouble. Some trouble was the biggest blessing we ever had. I'm surprised y'all not clapping more, but truth does hurt. Truth does hurt. <laughs> Let's see how much time I got. Oh, I got to hurry. I ain't going to get as far as I wanted to get. Ephesians says this. He says, he says, he said, he said, you now have an inheritance. Matter of fact, you are God inheritance. What that means is, God has so invested in you and me that God says, you're my future praise and glory. Matter of fact, let's go a little bit deeper. He says, my future plan for us includes you. My kingdom and what I want to do on the other side is so beyond anything we experience here and you're part of it. They know what he's done to, to let us know that that is true. He has given us a little bit of heaven right now. Yes. Let me explain, because a lot of you don't understand. He has given you the Holy Spirit in you. He walks with us. He talks with us. If we listen, he prompts us. If we listen, he tells us to shut our mouths. And we listen, and we listen, and we listen, and we listen. (laughs) He'll show us what to do and what not to do. You know what I realized? The more I learn to be obedient, the more I hear. The more, the more I'm obedient, the more of him I see. And what I realize is that it's not God waiting on me. I take that back. It is God waiting on me. It's not us waiting on God. God said, until you get through this, I can't lift you to the next level because until you learn obedience here, I can't trust you at the next level. At some point, it's just not about going to heaven. It's being a heavenly, heavenly-minded person down here. At some point, it's about him. Did you know that? Someone said, I need to use this again, so I'm going to use it. Did, did you know that Italian chefs, that the water that they, that they boil their pasta in, that they call it liquid gold? Do you know why? Because the noodles that was boiled in that water is now starchy. <laughs> Hold on, when you go, when somebody go to Olive Garden, this tonight, if you get the if you get the Alfredo, notice when you lift up one noodle, 
every part of that noodle has Alfredo sauce hanging on it. I, I see some heads. Somebody said, you preaching? Are you preaching about food? Yeah. I know I got your attention. Watch this, watch this, watch this. The, 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 it got every inch. My fat, the sauce is all up in the noodle. Do you know what causes that? Pouring the starchy water in the sauce make the sauce sticks. We want God to be a waffle. We want to put him in a compartment and we handle all the rest of it. But what God wants, he wants us to be like that noodle. Every noodle is just covered. Covered. You know what God want to do in your life? Covered. Every thought you think, every move you make, every word you say, God said, I want to be so, so into you, you so into me, that you don't know when you begin and I stop. I don't want to be your sometime God. I don't want to be when I just need you, God. I want to be that you're my walking testimony and my witness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Told her at the service that Bobby Hardy called me a week before he passed, and there was a difference in his voice. Me and him shared at a deep level. We shared about our brokenness. We shared because of the pain he had. And he had a pain on the stage in his butt that was excruciating. That word excruciating is, is taken from the cross because that was the worst pain you could ever go through. I would be in a hospital with him. He would call me and I would be in the hospital and he's crying, have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on my Lord. Hold on, hold on. A lot of us, when we get, when we stump our toe, is not have mercy on me, Lord. <laughs> they, they called it. I think they called it. Can, can, can we see God in our pain? Are we calling out to him in our pain? Are we so full of him that, 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 that no matter how bad it is, emotional pain, physical pain, that, 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 that when it hits, it draws us closer because we realize we have no other place to go. I mean, I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on now. It, it's, has, has he so captured us that we don't know where we begin and he ends? When he's talking about Israel and I want you to be my witnesses, what he's saying is everything about you is my witness. I've set you in a place in this land where you are either feast or phantom, 
I placed you where you can't do without me because if I'm not there, you starve. I want you to be so into me that other nations see what I'm doing with you and they want your God. I wonder, have anybody seen you walk with God and want your God because they see how you walk with him and he walked with you? We got to get past surface. And get deep. God said, do you recognize I gave everything to get you? <laughs> Will you give me everything back? And, and, and what I'm realizing is that, that, that we only see and get back the amount we give. And sometimes it's the pain. Called me the last time and I said, man, how you doing? He said, man, I'm doing good. Finally got the phone back. I said, man, how are you doing physically? This is what he said to me. He said, oh, I still have butt pain, but it's no thing. Huh? Excruciating pain? Not where you want to be, not going through what you want to go through, and you satisfied like that? <laughs> There's something about Jesus that makes everything all right. Paul in Corinthians chapter 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he said, take this thorn out. I'm pleading that you take this thorn out. I plead, Lord, I hate this thorn being buffeted by Satan. And God said, no, you need that thorn. He comes back in Philippians seven years later, and now he said, I've learned to be content in whatever state I'm in. I've learned to have much. I have learned to have little. I have learned to have much. I have learned to have nothing. I have learned whether I'm up and down does not determine where I'm at in here. He said, because I have learned that he strengthens me in every situation, in every hurt and pain is him. Hmm. I wonder, are you allowing God to make you starchy? I wonder how starchy you are. Are you going to walk out of here with nothing on you? Or did this sermon stick to you? See, because when you starchy, stuff just stick. The noodle said it was it hurt in that water. I don't like that water. And then you actually gonna take the element of my pain and pour it back.
said, yep. Well, why are you going to do that? I'm making you starchy. You know what God wants? That when you walk out of here, Jesus is all over you. Someone roll their eyes at you, you say, bless you. That before you get out of here, you, you, you drop your unforgiveness and you forgive. That you walk out of here and somebody say, that's a new person. That's what he's trying to do. There's a song that I want to go to. Tasha Cobb wrote this song. That he knows me by name. Yes, he knows my name. Oh, how he walks with me. Oh, how he talks with me. Oh, how he continuously tells me that I'm his own. Somebody ought to be shouting by now. <laughs> he comforts me. Oh, how he counsels me. Yet, that still amazes me that I am your friend. No, notice, not folks, not things, not my situation. It's him. It's him. So now, I pour out my heart to you. Here in your presence, I am made new. Somebody needs to get in his presence today. You've been allowing everything else. You've been getting in everybody else's presence, but it's the Lord's presence that makes you new. So now I pour out my heart to you because you make me new. It's amazing that you may go down burden Tell him how you feel. Lay there until something happens. Matter of fact, get prostrate in his presence. Let me tell you, God waits until your heart is open and he will come cover you. And when he covers you, you'll get up brand new. There's something about Jesus that makes everything okay. He's good, oh, he's good. In the midst of he's good. He's everything, he's. I got a question, then I'm done. How many blessings have we missed because we didn't take it? To him. Many times our trouble is to get our attention to run to our God, our Savior, our Deliverer, our Keeper, our Waymaker, our Lover, our Comforter. You name it, he'll be it. But 
you got to go to him. Those that are watching, he loves you. He wants to mark you. He wants to seal you. And he wants to love on you. But you have a choice to let him in or to cast him aside. There's only two types of people. Those that have let him in and those that have refused him. Why would you refuse a love like this? You simply say, Lord, come into my life. Lord, I love you. Lord, teach me, save me. Lord, deliver me. Show me. I want to walk with you. And if you believe and confess Jesus, he comes in. In the house, I got ministers here. If you're not sure about your salvation, if you're not sure where you stand with him, they will pray with you. They will talk with you. And they will show you how to receive what God has for you. I, I got a question. Are you starchy yet? Are you starchy yet? Well, man, is a waffle. Okay, are you covered by syrup? Every new and cranny of the waffle ought to be covered in butter and syrup. That's what God wants to do with us because he loves us. Father, even now.